1: to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is internet marketing. Now, before we start today, a bit of shameless self-promotion, because Site Visibility has recently published the Ultimate Content Promotion Guide. It's their most comprehensive guide to date, and in it, they break down all the content marketing promotion tactics, tricks, and tools you'll ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. You can download the guide, plus a handy principal content promotion checklist for free by going to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash ultimate dash content or ultimate hyphen content. Same thing, really. Now, today I'm joined by Mark W. Schaefer, internationally acclaimed speaker, author, and college educator. Mark,
0: how are you? I couldn't be better. It's a beautiful day here in America, and uh, looking forward to talking to you about digital marketing. I'm looking forward to
1: it, too. Quick weather report. What's it doing over there on the West Coast? Well, I'm on the East Coast. Oh, you're the East <laughs> so Coast. I, so oh, I only a few thousand you. miles out. Actually, I could, because the weather <laughs> in, in,
0: in, in, let's say, Los Angeles is basically all the same. So I probably could tell you what the weather is there. But <laughs> I live in the mountains uh, in Tennessee in the, on the East Coast. And we're having lovely, lovely, unseasonably warm weather here.
1: mm sounds nice we're looking forward to that because our spring hasn't arrived yet we're still in the in the midst of sort of well it's very wet and windy at the moment anyway less of the weather because i always go on about the weather we really should be talking about internet marketing let's start uh let's start off with you tell us a little bit about you
0: well i have had a long career in marketing i started out in the corporate world and worked for a fortune 100 company for many years started my own business about 10 years ago um Started uh, blogging and writing and that led to speaking and uh, and writing books. I've written seven books now. I teach at a university in the New York City area called Rutgers University. I teach in the grad program there and I and I do consulting and and speaking. So I do a lot and have fun every day.
1: Yeah, and your seven books, because the, the the most recent of which is Marketing Rebellion, The Most Human Company Wins, which has literally just come out, hasn't it? Literally in the last few weeks. It
0: has. just in. The, in it's been out uh, less than a month.
1: And I wanted to talk about that, because um, I I very much like the idea, I like a lot of the ideas in it. And we'll drill down in, in, into, into some of those in a minute. But yeah. I know that one of the things that you – well, there's lots of things to talk about, but let's just focus in on one – one of the sort of major premises of that book is that sort of customers have moved on. They've sort of almost like they've evolved. I just wonder if you could just talk about this a bit. When when did you first realize
0: this and sort of what were the signs? Well, um, whenever I write a book, it's to solve a problem that I see. I get curious about something that's going on in the business world. And this time everywhere i went in the world big companies and small companies and nonprofits and startups were saying that they're they feel stuck that they sort of feel overwhelmed that they're falling behind and my original thesis was well you know they're just not keeping up with technology technology is moving so fast and as i got into it andy what i found was that Yes, that is true to a certain extent that the technology certainly is moving ahead very quickly. But what I what I found out as I went down the rabbit hole is that not only has technology moved away from us, but our customers have moved away from us. These are hyper-empowered consumers now, and they're using technology to discover our products and share our products in ways that we sort of have lost sight of. Yeah. And back when I was a young guy growing up in business, a brand was what a company told you. And today, a brand is what customers are telling each other. The customers have become the marketers. In fact, most of our marketing is occurring without us. And this is all backed up with with research. And, And when you sort of make this realization that, holy cow, most of the stuff we're doing doesn't really work anymore. And you realize most of the real activity, most of the real sales is occurring somewhere else. And and what the book challenges you to think about is how do we get over there? Yeah. That's where the act that's where the action is. How do we create this new customer-centered view of the world? And when I started to think of the implications of this and my own career. It made me really question what it means to be a marketer. It, it, it was really sort of an existential crisis.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds to me a little bit like I mean, you, you, you're you explaining it there that way. It's I don't know. If I was a salesman for for new tech and I was being interviewed on telly, I'd almost be saying, "Oh, well, we're a victim of our own success because <laughs> we, 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 we make, we, we're giving customers so much sort of power that that they." Are completely changing the way they buy stuff so all this other tech that we're selling to people that are <laughs> trying to
0: sell stuff isn't working quite so well have i got that about right well yeah it's and the thing that became apparent to me was that there really is this rebellion both within the marketing profession and also with our consumers and this has been happening for 100 years. Customers have sort of been rebelling against advertising and marketing and, and and companies trying to control them and put them in a sales funnel. This has been a battle that's been going on for 100 years, starting with the earliest days of advertising, the earliest days of television. I thought it was quite remarkable that the first television remote was created in 1950, when television was Ooh. just starting. So it's like as soon as people got a TV, they wanted to skip the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was quite quite uh, charming to to really discover this in my research. So this has been a rebellion that's been unfolding for a hundred years, and the lesson is, the customers always win. Eventually, they always win, and what they're telling us right now. I start the book in a very unusual way. When you open up the book, there's a photograph. There's not a title page. Yeah. There's not a place to sign a, you know for me to kind of sign a book or something. There's a photograph for a very specific reason. Somebody asked me, "Well, Mark, your book's about marketing rebellion. What's the point of this rebellion? What are people rebelling against?" And I said, "Well, I have this image in my mind." that we've got these customers on the march and they're holding up this sign that says, respect me. You know, I'm tired of the spam. Yeah, I'm tired of the robocalls. I'm tired of this email lead nurturing, which is a friendly way of saying, I'm gonna keep sending you emails and annoy you till you block me. And so this is a radical way to sort of think about marketing today. But here's the key thing, Andy. We don't have a choice. The world is moving in this way. This is the trajectory of marketing that we cannot ignore. And we don't have a choice but to start to think about we need to stop doing what customers hate. And we need to start aligning ourselves and learning about what do our customers really love? What are their unmet or underserved needs. I talk in the book about these sort of constant human emotional truths that have always been there. Yeah, They're not going away. How, how does marketing start serving these customer emotional truths instead of just blasting people with messages and emails?
1: Do you think that there is a kind of a head in the sand approach from a
0: lot of businesses in terms of this? Un, un, undoubtedly, undeniably, and and I, I can't say that it's intentional in in many ways. I just think most marketing departments have sort of got in a groove; they've got in this comfort level. Uh, you know, recently I've been working with this big Fortune 100 company that uh, they built the social media marketing department in like 2010. It was a very smart thing to do, but they haven't changed they're just do they're chunking out the same kind of corporate content that they that they've been doing since 2010 no one has looked up to see how's the world changed i mean and, and i think this is not unusual that you know companies are built on departments and skill sets and annual objectives mm-hmm. that are very hard to change. Yeah. And when we change them, it's an incremental change. And what's happened is the change in consumer ha- behavior has been a quantum leap. We can't, we, there's no way you can keep up today and be effective if you're tweaking your marketing budget every year, because the, comp- the the customers have taken this giant leap forward away from us. And we need to really rethink our mindset and our strategies and everything that we do. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Now, we've talked about uh, marketing automation a lot recently in this show, and I'd like to talk to you about that because... Uh, I'm going to get a bit controversial now. A lot of people, notice what I did there, a lot of people are slightly nervous about marketing automation. What's your view of um, the automation of marketing in the context of what you talk about in the book?
0: Well, my view is is provocative. Uh, it's unconventional, but I also think I'm right. And yeah. so my my view is that, Technology has become the enemy of great marketing, and the reason is not because marketing is bad. It's because it's so good. It's, it's so easy, and it's so expensive, and we can, we can send out an email blast to a million people for $9.99, and if we just get one sale, then it's worth it, but that doesn't mean it's right to be annoying 999,000 people who didn't buy and didn't want that message. And look, you know, there is a place for technology. I'm not anti-technology, but we need to think about technology in a new way. Technology should be invisible. It should be used in a way to connect people, not build a wall that sends people away. Technology should be used in a way to help your company be more compassionate, Receptive, fascinating, and useful. And so, again, we, we need to sort of evaluate how we're using technology and, and, and think about, are we doing things with our technology that, that are annoying people yeah. or are interrupting people? And we need to stop. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen anyway anyway. Because the consumers are rebelling against it, they're they're finding technology to get around it and block it. So let's get ahead of the curve and start taking a human centered approach to our marketing, which is what customers really desire.
1: You mentioned as well in your book, actually, because this feeds into sort of customer loyalty, which is becoming harder to gain. But I think I read in your book somewhere that it's fifty percent of people don't accept a brand promise at face value. Is that right? Did I get
0: that right? Well, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of research in the book. And, and this is what sort of <laughs> knocked me off center as I was doing research for the book because I've been in marketing more than 30 years. And, and, and I always sort of considered my job is that if we could make people loyal to our brand, that, that that's a victory. And what I discovered is there's a backlash against loyalty. Mm. And the research is saying that, it's it's really a waste of money to work on loyalty and loyalty programs, that the sales funnel is gone. Only 13% of our customers are, are really uh, loyal. Uh, McKinsey did research that showed uh, that they looked across 80 different industries and found in 90% of those business categories, there was no loyalty.
1: Hmm.
0: And I mean, it's not just McKinsey, it's Accenture and Deloitte and the research is out there and it's undeniable and it just completely makes you rethink, what am I doing? What does it mean to be a marketer today? And, and, the, and the answer is you can't buy your way in like you used to. You have to be invited and it, and it takes a new, really a new strategy and, and uh, completely new tactics to get into that area that's working today yeah can we talk about
1: the manifesto for human-centered marketing which is a a concept that you you have in,
0: the, in your latest book
1: maybe can we just pick a couple of uh juicy yeah, ones to talk about absolutely
0: absolutely so the the reason i did this was the i, be, I started to become worried that that the book was becoming too vast yeah <laughs> Uh, You know, a a lot of marketing books today, they're like one idea with then 200 pages of stories to explain that idea. That is not my book. This book, there is a new idea, a new inspiration. You will learn something on every single page. There's no fluff in this book. And as the book was starting to come together, I thought, oh, my gosh, is this just going to be overwhelming for people? And That's not the feedback that I've had, thankfully. You know, people, uh, I got feedback yesterday that they had to stop reading the book because their highlighter ran out. (laughs) (laughs) That's good feedback. And so halfway through the book, I sort of take a pause and I say, here are, uh, here's a summary of sort of the 10 things from the first half of the book. That explains this idea of what is human centered marketing, and then the the book after that gives tactics and case studies explaining how these are used. Yeah, and so yeah, well, well I'd like to ask you, Andy. I mean, is there are there one or two on there that you, that you really liked that we can talk about?
1: I tell you what, then let's start with number four: uh, never intercept, never interrupt, earn the invitation. This resonates with me because. If there's one thing I hate, it's interruption markets. I hate being stopped on the streets by those people. Go, can I have a quick word? And they're all sort of jolly and doing big body movements and like, saying, I'm going to intercept you with my massive personality. Oh, oh. Sorry,
0: don't get me started. Yeah, let's start with four. Never intercept. <laughs> well, but what I like about this, Andy, is you can you can hear the emotion. and the the passion in your voice about this. And one way to start thinking about successful marketing in the future is to put ourselves in the role of customers. And so you're saying, I hate this. It just drives me crazy to be interrupted and to be intercepted. Well, yes, that's true. That's probably a universal feeling. So let's stop doing that. Now, that is a radical idea because – For the last 100 years, the entire idea of marketing is to interrupt you and talk about ourselves. And I think the the change that we have to picture in our minds is that instead of having this vast audience of people in front of us waiting to hear something from us, these people through technology have self-selected into like-minded islands. So they go on the web, and they there's people like them. It could be their friends or their family. It could be influencers. It could be strangers who have similar interests in, in sports or certain hobbies or the news or politics or, you know, uh, growing flowers or whatever it might be. And businesses think, oh, I know if I could just get into that sports community, I could sell more of my stuff. Well. People are so engaged with the people in this community. That's where they learn about new products, and that's where they see reviews and people's commentary. That's what's really moving the needle today. But you can't broadcast your way into these communities anymore. You can't buy your way in. You, 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 you can't interrupt. You can't intercept. To, to be invited like I call them the like-minded islands. You have to be invited onto the island and to be on the island. Here's the number one rule. Don't show up and invite uninvited, be a friend, be one of us, help us teach us, help us, you know, make this island better. And so it, 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 it's, it's a radical way to think about marketing, but again, it just taps into a simple human truth. We don't want to be interrupted. So, Let's stop doing it. Mm. And that actually kind of ties into the other one I
1: wanted to talk about, which is number eight on your list, which is uh, don't be in the customer community. Be of the customer community. What exactly do you mean by that?
0: Well, this goes with a, a, a chapter that I wrote about how marketing needs to become artisanal. And what I mean by artisanal is that people don't believe brand claims. They don't believe companies, they don't trust advertising, but they trust each other. And the only thing that people believe is when they see something happening in their own lives, when they see something happening in their own communities. And I think something that businesses have become sort of intoxicated with is this idea of saying, oh, look, we have stopped polluting the environment. Oh, look. You know, we're hiring more women. And to me, you're just saying, Oh, look, we're doing the right thing. Oh, look, we're being normal. We're kind of getting in step with the rest of society. These are not necessarily points of differentiation. It's not necessarily things that people are going to believe. What they're going to believe is seeing you in the community picking up trash with a community group. If you want to get in the community group, you can't be in the community. You have to be of the community. You have to be down there with people that are making things happen. I, I you know, I said in the book that marketing today occurs at the tip of the shovel. Uh, you, you, you've got to show up somehow, and and it, it's a it's this is going to be a challenge for a lot of big companies, a lot of established traditional companies. But it is happening. There is, there is a movement toward becoming really h- active in a human way in communities, in cities, to, to show that you really care, to show that there, we're, we're having an impact.
1: Well, Mark, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a fascinating discussion. So how can our listeners find out more about yourself, uh, more about your books, more about your latest book?
0: You can find everything at businessesgrow.com dot com i've got a a blog there where i provide free content every week i've got a podcast called the marketing companion and you can find my books my latest book is called marketing rebellion the most human company wins it's available in paper and uh, in audio and on uh, electronic versions like kindle
1: fantastic so there's no excuse listeners have a look at that. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, The show notes will be in the usual place, or are in the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash impodcast. If you're enjoying the show, please do leave us a review, because we like reviews. It helps us to get out to more people. Um, We're always open to questions and suggestions. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk Or you can tweet us at Site Visibility. Don't forget we have a Site Visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy, and it's all from
0: Mark. Thank you so much, Andy. It's been a delight.
1: Thanks for coming on, Mark, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.
0: Small details are big surfaces.